Hello, and welcome back to Bunny Language with your favorite host, Bunny Bispo. Me. Hi. Hello. So this week, uh, I know last week I didn't upload an episode, and I am very, very sorry about that. I got strep throat again for the second time this month. I know I've talked about this like a billion times on my Instagram story, but I, for some reason, have some weird susceptibility to getting strep throat. I've heard sometimes it's from like a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> Crazy enough, because we will be talking about uh, the the vitamin D. I, I'm not even gonna go there. Okay, I thought I had a really good joke. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but today, uh, other than talking about my issues with my tonsils um that's super sexy uh we are going to be talking about relationships and dating i was originally going to make this like an entire episode of like relationships dating sex my sex life yeah love to put that out on blast um but then i figured that it's probably best to just do like a relationships and dating episode and then you know sex answering your guys in English answering your guys's questions about like sex and virginity and the social constructs of virginity and how we as a society view sex and hookup culture and all that nonsense that will be the episode for next week so if you were looking forward to hearing about all of that 18 plus stuff um, you can tune in next week. But today we're just going to be talking about dating and relationships. And <laughs> I am not an expert. I'm I'm actually the furthest from an expert. So I don't really know what makes me feel like I'm qualified to sit here with my little microphone and be like, hey guys, um, so today we're going to talk about dating um, because I'm really bad at it, like really, really bad. But maybe that'll make you guys like feel more understood. Uh, I will be answering uh, a few of your guys' questions at the end of this episode, so please stay tuned for that. And I'm excited to get right on into it. We have a lot to talk about today. I have a lot of topics to cover. So get your headphones on, you know, get ready for that hot girl walk hop on a treadmill or sit on your bed like me <laughs> and get ready because it's going to get crazy. Not really, but you know, it'll be fun and emotional. It'll, it'll probably get a little emotional. Let's be real. Relationships, dating, let's get into it. So I feel like it makes the most sense to talk about aloneness and singlehood first and foremost because I have been single now for about two years two and a half years and I've learned a lot in my singlehood and you know I feel like I have always kind of been the perpetually alone friend like I said earlier you know dating isn't my strong suit it's never been something I've got I've had a total of maybe like three relationships that you could count um two of which were like right after high school or during high school you know I could say if I, I've had more but those are in middle school and I'm gonna just say I don't think those count <laughs> I, I really don't but as an adult I've I've really only been in one serious relationship and you know when I was younger when I was in high school I wanted a boyfriend so bad I wanted to have somebody I wanted to date someone but that's what everybody wants in high school everybody wants a boyfriend everybody wants to date somebody because you know everybody wants to be liked that's what high school is all about but I feel like I have learned a lot in my time being single and I have never been a serial dater I know a lot of people who are serial daters and I'm not going to judge I just personally could never ever understand why somebody would put themselves through that because I really enjoy my alone time and you know maybe when I'm in a relationship the you know the relationship that I can relate my experience to I was really bad at 
giving myself that alone time. And if you're good at doing that, then, and, and you're a serial dater, I guess that's okay. But I, I really think it's important, especially in your 20s and, you know, when you're first starting to kind of figure out who you are, like having that time to be alone and be single is kind of really crucial. There's a lot of things that I feel like I needed to figure out on my own from age like 22 to 24 and I'm really glad that I haven't dated anybody in that time frame because I've learned a lot about myself and I feel like I've grown a lot as a person as well and I know the next relationship that I'm in I will not act in certain ways because I've realized that you know being petty and jealousy and all of these other things and emotions that tend to come up when you're dating someone are things that you should probably work on healing before fully committing to someone. You know, nobody's perfect. It's not to say that like you can't date somebody and and feel those feelings and you're automatically like not fit for a relationship. No, you know. But I do think it's important to kind of recognize like hey, maybe these are some toxic habits. Maybe I should spend some time alone to work on myself and figure out what being in a relationship means to me. Speaking of singlehood, which I'm using the term singlehood because the book that I recently just read called Sex and the Single Woman, edited by Eliza Smith and Haley Swanson, they use this term to kind of describe singleness as something that's not necessarily like a lack of something, but it's just a state of being. You're allowed to be single and not kind of feel like you're missing a part of you or you're missing a part of your life that you should have. Because singleness and singlehood aren't inherently bad. And I know that we're taught that we should have somebody by a certain age or we should be dating or we should be married, etc. And you know, especially like when you get into your mid 20s, this is something that I've been dealing with a lot. Like, damn, like people are really getting married right now. That's fucking crazy. Like, go you. You know, I have a lot of close mutuals and, you know, close friends who are in very serious relationships and are engaged and are getting married. And that's awesome. And I'm so happy for you. But that's fucking insane to me because I cannot fathom being at that stage in my life yet with somebody. But anyways, I I recently just read this book and it's kind of, and it's, it's basically like 24 different writers come together to talk about their different experiences being single and in relationships of all different types, polyamory and queer relationships and black women and black non-binary people who have, you know, had a really difficult time dating and growing up and what it has felt like for them. And I feel like it is such an amazing book and I really feel like everybody should read this book. Uh it has basically made me feel a very different way about how I approach my own singlehood and dating in general. But anyways, as myself, as a single woman, I feel like, you know, there is a lot of pressure to find somebody and to date somebody. And I know ideally that like, I want to wait to date somebody until like I feel confident that I have healed enough and that I have done the work on myself because my last relationship I was really young and there was a lot of things that I feel like I could have avoided if I had the knowledge that I did now but you know I'm enjoying being single and I like being single and I feel like you know, there are a lot of times where I want that comfort and I want to have somebody, but I recognize that that's not something that I need. 
And that is something that I feel like a lot of people have to come to terms with. Like, yes, you can feel lonely. You can feel like you want to date somebody and you want to be with somebody. And that's totally fine. That's literally human nature. Like, don't ever feel bad about being lonely or, you know, feeling alone, whatever. Because you can be an empowered ass single woman like myself, okay? (laughs) And still have moments where you're like, damn, like, I want some cuddles and I kind of want to be in a relationship and I want somebody to cook me breakfast and I want somebody to buy me flowers, even though I know I could do all these things myself. Like, I kind of deserve somebody to do that for me, you know? Like, don't feel bad about wanting that and don't let anybody else make you feel bad for that because it's kind of human nature, you know? It's, it's natural. But speaking of my past relationships... Uh, if you're one of my exes listening to this, hey, how's it going? You know, no hard feelings. If you did give me a ridiculous amount of trauma, you know, you kind of suck for that. And I, you know, forgive you because I'm working on myself. But like, I really hope you don't do that to anybody else, you know, like, because that would suck for them. Going from the beginning... (laughs) Once in time, I was in a relationship way back when. I had my first, like, you know, cute little high school relationship at the end of my senior year of high school. And I was about 17 years old, and I dated this guy for about two months. And my grandma would drop me off at his house, and, you know, we would fool around a little bit, you know, whatever. And, I remember he asked me to be his girlfriend and by he bought me an Urban Outfitters bralette and he it was like a, a really cute bralette and then he got like a necklace and they were out of the, his initial so he got me the initial M like for my nickname Emily M and I was kind of confused by that but you know whatever but I remember he like wrote on the package like will you be my girlfriend it was like Christmas Eve it was really cute honestly like I was such a very innocent relationship he was young we were we were children you know very sweet I'm sure there was like a miscommunication or argument or something as to why that ended Uh, neither of us could drive we couldn't really go on a date you know and then comes my first relationship like my first real one like that ended with my first real heartbreak literally no bad blood with this guy like we have come to terms that we were very young (laughs) and we were not you know we didn't have the emotional maturity to be in a relationship neither of us we, we were we were young and that's that's kind of how it is when you're a teenager and you're first learning how to date whatever first learning how to be in a relationship figuring out who you are a lot of stuff like this happens and then you get older and you're like that's kind of funny like that was kind of funny I hated this guy after we broke up though like hated I oh my god literally ask any of my friends I was pretty burnt about that relationship for a very long time so he was the person that I lost my virginity to and I'm gonna talk a lot about like virginity and whatnot in the next episode I was so scared and you know like most people are when they lose their virginity you know I'm I'm glad that I lost it to a boyfriend I'm glad I lost it to somebody that I cared about which would end up leaving me a little bit more emotionally scarred because of that but I am glad that I I lost it to somebody who cared about me and I cared about them. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily that big of a deal, but I do think that it's important to, you know, be able to share a first time with somebody that, you know, you do kind of have that connection with. And my most recent relationship, which was actually now like two years ago, (laughs) That was the one that did a number on me, man. It was a relationship from age 20 to, I think I was almost 23 when we broke up. 
Uh, it was the longest relationship I had ever been in. It was the first time I was ever really in love. I got cheated on. I, you know, was manipulated, gaslighted, emotionally abused. And I'm, I'm not here trying to like make myself seem like the biggest victim ever because me and that person actually have reconciled and we've kind of been able to be on pretty chill terms, which has helped a lot in this whole healing process and healing from that relationship and being able to forgive him took a lot out of me because I'll be honest, you know, and if you're listening to this, hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> I hated him like from the bottom of my core. I hated him. And you know, that happens like when somebody disrespects you, crosses boundaries, is abusive in any way, shape or form once you realize everything and you process everything it's it's kind of hard to not hate that person because you're like how could you ever treat me this way and especially like once you start to really truly love yourself and and realize what you deserve it's like damn like how did I ever let this person treat me that way like what the fuck but you know I'm grateful for that relationship in the sense that it taught me a lot about myself and I think that if I would have never been in that relationship, I probably would have never grown up in a lot of the ways that I have today. And I also think that dating in your early 20s and dating in your teen years are very crucial experiences and learning experiences. I don't necessarily think that you know, everybody needs to date because dating is not for everybody. You know, there are people who are completely okay with living their lives alone and feel more comfortable that way. And that's completely fine. But I do think that, you know, if you are the type of person who, you know, likes relationships and, you know, you feel like you wasted your time in your, in your teen years or, your early 20s on that one relationship I, I never see it as as wasting time you know for a long time I'm like damn like I regret that relationship because it wasted so many years I feel like I wasted so many years being with this person who treated me like shit but in actuality I learned so much about myself and it taught me a lot of what I want and what I don't want in my next relationship and just in general of how I expect other people to treat me. So I'm definitely not one of those people who think that you need to date to marry. You know, I don't think every relationship or dating, I, I don't necessarily, when I date somebody, you know, I, I do tend to think long-term now and I always kind of have, but I am kind of coming to peace with the idea that I don't need to marry every person that I date and you know I'm okay with just dating for experience and dating to meet people and dating to create relationships with people who might teach me more things about myself and that's something that I am very new to this idea of because I've always kind of been the person who when I love like I love so damn hard and I'm kind of learning to kind of open myself up a little bit more and protect myself a little bit more and realize like, you know, not every single person needs to be the one and it doesn't need to be this fairy tale wedding situation. I'm not, I don't need to necessarily meet Prince Charming at age 24. Like I can have situationships and friends with benefits and relationships that teach me about myself and that's completely okay and especially now at 24 I think I have finally as when I thought I finally came to the idea of what I thought my sexuality is and it, I still identify as bisexual by the way if you don't know hey hi girls hey what's up hey um, I do identify as bisexual and this is something that I came to the realization of when I was in a relationship and I know a lot of people do have these like 
you know, realizations when they're in a relationship and they feel really guilty about it. But again, I think it's something like my relationship taught me that I was bisexual. And it's not even just like, oh, guys suck so much. So like I ended up liking girls. Like, no, like this is something that I have had inside me since I was very young. And I know this because I know myself, but I wasn't able to admit that to myself until I was having a serious relationship with somebody else. And until I was like 21 years old, which is usually when a lot of people start figuring things out about themselves, the world and figure out how to date the person of the same sex. And for me personally, like, I know it's been really hard kind of grasping the idea of I like women. I know that I am attracted to women and I would love to date a woman. And the male gaze was so like ingrained inside of me at such a very young age that I didn't even really get to like I knew that I had these thoughts and I knew that I liked girls, but I yearned to have a relationship with men and I still do. And I, I've, I've talked to my friends about this before where it's kind of like I feel like an imposter, like I feel ridiculous saying that I'm bisexual when, you know, I have this want and this need for a male companionship, even though I know that I would want to date a woman and I want to date women, but it's just such unfamiliar territory that it's it's really scary. And I, I know that when I'm ready and when the opportunity presents itself, I would love to take it, but that's just a whole other thing in general. Like dating in general is hard, but you know, approaching the dating scene as somebody who like had just got out of a long-term relationship, realized that they were bisexual, has really no experience at all with women. I think the most that I had with girls before I I dated my boyfriend was like I think I made out with a girl one time. I I realized like, hey, I like girls. I want to make out with a girl at this party. So I made out with her and that changed my entire perception of everything and then I got into a relationship and had to bury those feelings way deep deep down um but then they came out and they have not been able to hide away ever since (laughs) but basically like even now like I still struggle with the idea of what I feel like my sexuality is and I do feel like sexuality is a spectrum and I don't want to ever come across as if like I am saying I'm bisexual for whatever reason but I just only really date men and I I only talk about men and I think that's where the imposter syndrome come, syndrome comes out but it's like that's my only experience I've really only ever experienced dating men of course I have to get out of my comfort zone in order to let myself experience what it's like to date women but I've really only been with them sexually. And I think that's another thing to talk about too is like when you have this internalized male gaze, it's hard as a bisexual woman or, or somebody who is uh, identifies as a woman and who is attracted to other women. If you have this internalized male gaze, it is very difficult sometimes to dismantle that and to not see other women through the male gaze. A lot of the time... I have realized I feel so guilty and so horrible about sexualizing other women that I'm attracted to because it feels like I'm looking at them through the eyes of another man. And that is a whole thing to unpackage in itself. But anyways, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like a baby gay. That's kind of a weird term for me to use I don't know because I feel like I've I've known that I've been bisexual for a really long time but I've I've never dated a woman I've never even seriously been on one date with a girl and I'm still figuring all of that out and that's totally okay I wanted to talk a little bit about online dating and dating apps etc because it is ingrained in how we date other people now in our society like that's kind of the norm 
it's how things are and I'm not against apps I feel like it's kind of a pretty cool way easy way not cool definitely not cool the meet cute I would rather have a really awesome meet cute than say that we met on an app whatever but it's a convenient way to date people I (laughs) I've had like maybe a handful of online dates like like I've said before like in these past two years of me figuring out my singlehood and dating and putting myself out there but I've had some pretty gnarly experiences. I I kind of have blocked them out, to be honest now. Most of the people that I've gone on dates with from dating apps are hella cringe. They didn't look like their profile or they were kind of weird. Uh, they're all men, by the way. So, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> but... The one positive one that I, I could say that I've had is somebody who I'm actually friends with now. We went on a date. We ended up sleeping together. First date. So slay. <laughs> so slay of me to sleep with somebody on the first date. That's, you know, we all have our faults. But we kind of just lost contact. Once we ended up being in, in like 20 minutes away from each other when I moved over here, it just didn't work out. Neither of us were in the right mental space and it just, it wasn't, it, you know, we decided we wanted to be friends and now he's one of my closest friends ever and I love him platonically. But other than that, I, I've been on like one date since being here. It was kind of a weird group date situation where he asked if I wanted to go get drinks. So initially I obviously was like okay this is my chance to avoid awkward interactions and invite my roommate out because if we're going out I might as well just bring my roommate with me right uh yeah we ended up somehow at Dave and Buster's all three just us three like we we were at a bar but then we ended up at Dave and Buster's just us three and it was very awkward very strange I think he also thought the vibe was weird I think it was kind of a mutual ghosting situation, but yeah, I I haven't had the greatest time with dating apps. A lot of the time, it's kind of like I'll text somebody for a few days, maybe even a week. We'll plan to hang out, and then they're like, hey, actually... No, actually, they don't even say anything. That's what's really fun and fresh about it is I just get ghosted. And I'm not going to lie. It's taken a hit to my self-esteem a little bit because I'm like, damn, like, what the hell? But I've kind of come to terms with it just being like everybody is pretty avoidant nowadays. And men are also just kind of avoidant. Maybe they found somebody else. Cool. I actually did get a text from a guy who told me that he was sick the day of our date that we were going to hang out. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, COVID's a thing, like, no problem. And then he didn't really talk to me for two weeks. And then I texted him. And then on my birthday, he replied. And was like, hey, just so you know, like I started seeing somebody else. So, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of annoyed by that. But, you know, it, it happens. I'm, I've been a lot more easygoing recently about it. Because it's kind of like, it has nothing to do with me. And that's the thing. It, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. And if it does, like if it's from what you look like or how you talk or how you communicate, okay, then that's just not the person for you, you know? Well, that's what I've I've realized. Like, not everyone needs to be in love with me and not everybody needs to want to go on a date with me. That's fine. That's okay. I'm kind of just going to let whoever wants to come to me, come to me. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to be chill because I 
literally do not have the energy to care anymore about this. For the most part, I think when using dating apps, you just need to, one, be safe and don't let your expectations get too high. Try to approach the situation as if you are meeting a friend for the first time. Okay, and a red flags, if you guys want some just initial red flags, if you're talking to somebody on a dating app, they're immediately really flirty. I guess this isn't a red flag, but it's kind of just like if they're immediately really flirty, they're immediately making comments about what you look like, even if it's just a compliment. Nine out of ten times, it's kind of like it's it's a sign to me that they just want to hook up, which is fine. You know, like I'm cool with that, whatever. But if I am seeking somebody out romantically, like I want to go on a date with them because I want to pursue something or I would like to maybe start off as friends and then pursue something. I always try to see how well the conversation goes and if this person is only interested in me for what I look like or what my body looks like or if they're actually like asking me questions about myself or if they really don't even bring up my looks or what I look like at all, then that's a very green flag, good sign to me. I know that's kind of like bare minimum, but it's kind of how I categorize people who I match with now. Like, okay, if they're immediately calling me sexy, if they're immediately saying, oh, you look so hot or the comments are flirty, I take it as it is. They're probably just attracted to me. Maybe they just want to hook up, whatever. But if they're asking me questions, if they're being nice and not automatically sexual or complimenting me, I would probably rather speak to them on a more friendly basis and get to know them rather than the person who's just being like, oh, you're so fucking hot. Wow, like you're so damn sexy. Like, let me take you out. Like, okay, dude. (laughs) I'd, all right. You know, like, I don't care. The thing is, being called sexy and getting compliments are great, but when they're coming from a man, a lot of the times I just feel like it's just so cheap. Like, a lot of the times it really doesn't mean a whole lot to me, especially when it's just in ways that's like, you're so hot, like, damn, like, you're so fine, like, fire emoji, like, what the fuck? Go away. Like, we're not, like, we're not, and I'm not in high school. I'd, I, what, like, this is really, like, this is how you, how you think that women want to be spoken to. Like, sometimes I, I'm, I'm really, like, kind of, like, flabbergasted at some of these men's, man's, men's, man's, these men's riz. Like, you really genuinely think that that's that's that works maybe it does if i guess if they're sexy hot enough whatever but not for me no no thanks maybe like you know one night situation whatever but not long term for sure i will say i know a lot of people have been wanting me to talk about how you know what it's like to date when you're plus size or you know when you're mid-size obviously I can't speak for my plus size girls. I don't really feel comfortable saying like, oh, I'm midsize and dating is so hard for me because I'm midsize because that just kind of is ridiculous. Let's be honest. I have noticed a very big difference in how men treat me from when I was skinny and from when I was thick. And let me just clarify this. I'm going to be speaking a lot about men because I have the most experience with men. I'm attracted to women. I love women. One day when maybe when I date a woman and have dated more women, have been with more women, then I can speak from both sides. But I just don't have that experience, unfortunately. So, I'm going to be talking a lot about men. I know, unfortunate, whatever. They get enough screen time as it is. But but when I was when I was thinner than I am now, I feel like men tended to sexualize me a lot less. And maybe this is just like me blanking out and not remembering 
how men treated me then, but I do think that I was approached a lot more from a relationship standpoint. I think there was more guys interested in dating me rather than just sleeping with me versus now in the body that I'm in. And I will say like, I definitely was still sexualized. You know, I'm a woman. (laughs) And then I also sexualized myself because I had extreme issues with the male gaze and male validation. Still things that I struggle with now. Let's be honest. And even now, like, there was this instance where I was supposed to go on a date with this guy and he had planned it out. We literally talked about what we were going to do, what day that we were going, you know, whatever. And he's like, awesome, cool. Like, what's your Instagram? I gave him my Instagram. Radio silence. You know, that could very well be just be, you know, him getting in a car crash and dying and not ever texting me back for our date or him just forgetting. I don't know. I don't want to initially blame it on, oh, it's because I make body positive content or it's because I look this way or that way. But it is kind of like, you know, he sees the kind of content that I make and it immediately, I, I, I got ghosted, whatever. And it can be hard dating and feeling confident in yourself. It's something that I think I struggle with sometimes because I love myself. I'm awesome. I'm cool. I'm great. I'm a catch. But sometimes I don't necessarily feel like I expect other people to think of me that way. Like I have these really high opinions of myself and I'm really comfortable with myself and I've accepted my body and it's really not something that I think about even when I have sex anymore at all. But I recognize that because I am curvy or I have more fat on my body than I did when I was 20 that, you know, some people won't be attracted to me and they'll treat me differently. And that's just how it is. But to be honest, I don't want to even talk to those people. I don't, I don't want to date those people. If you don't want me for me, then okay, I don't want that. (laughs) You know, like, it kind of helps filter out the douchebags, in my opinion. Not all of them. Trust me, there's a lot still there. But it, it does filter out some of the guys who are, are shallow and, you know, will only date girls who are a size two and have blonde hair, blue eyes, and perfect skin and perfect teeth like I don't I don't want to ever date or go on a date with a guy who's that shallow like obviously like I understand attraction is important and everybody has a type everybody has preferences some people are just really shallow (laughs) and there's no denying that at all my advice To anyone who feels like, you know, they don't want to date because of how their body looks or they don't want to put themselves out there because they feel insecure. I understand. But also what I want you to realize is if somebody doesn't think that you're beautiful, it's okay. If they're rude about it, fuck them. It's not okay. But like the right person will come along and love every single part of you. They'll love your stretch marks. They'll love your stubbly legs. They'll love your chubby cheeks and your double chin and your belly and your saggy boobs. (laughs) They'll love all of that. I don't really want to date anybody who won't love me at that because realistically like I'm not gonna look like this forever like sure like I'm I think that I'm a fucking sexy ass bitch let's put it real plain and simple I'm hot as hell and I like the way that I look even though sometimes I do get insecure you know whatever but I I I understand that that is not everything and that's okay and with dating apps you know obviously like a lot of it is this shallow aspect because we're basically matching with people based solely off of if we're attracted to them or not and I just don't want 
anyone who's listening to this to feel like they're not worthy of love because they look a certain way or they they're they've gained weight or they feel insecure in their bodies because everybody deserves love and and not even just like romantic love like everybody deserves to love themselves everybody deserves to feel good and that person will come along and I know that that's the most annoying ass statement because I get told that by my friends every single time I feel insecure and shitty they're like it's okay Emily somebody will love you for you and I'm like okay well uh, I got ghosted two times this week again, so I'm feeling kind of like that's not going to happen, but fuck them, dude. It's okay. It's okay. And I know sometimes it, it's definitely hard to like feel good about yourself when that shit happens, but I've just really gotten to the point where I'm like, fuck it. You think that I'm ugly? Okay. Well, whatever. You match with me, so okay you want to call me fat ugly bitch cool great because the person that i'm supposed to be with will not care about any of that nonsensical nonsense and that's that plain and simple but if you feel like for whatever reason you're behind or like everybody is in a relationship except for me nobody wants to love me and dating is really hard. Let me be the first one to tell you, goddamn, God I feel the same way. Realistically, we don't need anybody other than ourselves. And if you have good friends, if you have good family, if you have one or the other, if you have one friend that you really like, if you have one family member that you really like, the people around you that you care about, that you love, if you have people who ride for you like that, that kind of love is... And what I've realized is that we are taught that romantic love is this just like awesome, amazing thing to put on a pedestal and it's so great and awesome. And it's like, yeah, but like, have you ever had a female friendship that makes you feel invincible and loved like no other person has ever loved you before. I don't want to date anybody who will not treat me as good as my friends treat me. And that was one thing I really had to come to to terms with when I was kind of going through this healing phase of what am I doing with myself after the breakup that I had a few years ago, I was like, you know, that person never made me feel half as great as my friends do. And I feel like that kind of says something. Because why do we have such different standards for our friends and for our family and for our relationships? Especially with like, you know, if you date men, cis men, but oftentimes with, with romantic relationships, we give people chances over and over and over when in reality, like we wouldn't let our family do that. We wouldn't let our friends do that. So why are we letting people who, you know, we have sex with and have intimacy with do that, you know? And the next person that I want to date this is really good to think about when you are dating or you are thinking about wanting to date somebody. Would I want to be friends with this person? Like, do we have enough in common? Do we laugh at the same things? Do we like doing things together? And are our dates fun? Like, are, when we're hanging out, like, am I having fun with this person? Because if I don't have as much fun as I do with my gal pals, with the person that I'm dating, why would I want to date them? Why would I want to pursue them in a long-term relationship to possibly marry this person, have children with this person? They don't even make me feel half as good as my friendships and my family does. I think sometimes we romanticize and we have all these 
ideas of what we want romantic love to be when in reality I think it's best to kind of just sit down and think like do I want to be friends with this person for the rest of my life or for however long because that's what it really is what that's that's what it comes down to is how you connect with that person and if the answer is no then you don't need to to do that you don't need to waste your energy romance with somebody who you probably wouldn't even want to hang out with if they weren't your boyfriend or girlfriend it's kind of hard to come to terms with realizing like I have nothing in common with that person and it sucks especially when you've been dating somebody for a really long time like you're sitting in a room with them and you're like I love this person I have so much love for them but I don't really think I like hanging out with them I don't even know if we're really like friends just something to think about dating kind of sucks dating in this day and age kind of sucks I wish that somebody would write me a handwritten letter and send it to me and confess their love to me instead of matching with me on a app where we basically just have a connection only because we think each other are hot like you know like that's you know where is this I will die for you I will bleed for you until the end of time love you know I am such a romantic you don't know this I love Outlander that's like my favorite tv show ever it's kind of like this guilty pleasure of mine just romance and the idea of this kind of love that feels very unrealistic and it's never great to like go into any relationship with unrealistic expectations but it's always okay to have standards like let me get this straight don't have unrealistic expectations but also don't ever lower your standards and don't ever think that having standards makes you a bitch or makes you a bad person because you are allowed to define what you think that you deserve and that is completely okay for me personally i want somebody who is equally as romantic as me because I am somebody who will write you handwritten letters and will think of cute ways to tell you that I love you throughout the day and will pick a rose. That's just how I am. And I've been made to feel that that was too much sometimes. And it's the shittiest feeling ever to feel like your love is too much. And I know one of my standards or non-negotiables for me in my next relationship is good communication, somebody who's equally a hopeless romantic as me, and like words of affirmation. I think love languages are really, really important to know about somebody because if somebody's love language is physical touch and yours is words of affirmation, that is just you know, you can, if the, if the communication is good, you can work out something. But let me tell you this right now. Uh, I am not a physical touch kind of girl. I think maybe that's like my fourth love language. I like gift giving <laughs> and acts of service. Acts of service is very, very important to me and in words of affirmation. I'm an action girl. I want you to show me that you love me, but I also want you to tell me with your words how much you care and love about me and that's not asking for a lot at all let me let me just put this out there if you are ever made to feel like asking for someone to tell you that they care about you first off you should not be asking (laughs) you should not have to ask somebody to tell you that they care about you okay this should be something that they would want to do because they love you a lot of times we are begging people to treat us how we want to be treated and like teaching them i guess it's okay to teach to a certain degree but you shouldn't have to beg somebody to buy you flowers or tell you that they love you or do simple sweet things like that they should want to do that because they care about you I do things like that for my friends. I tell my friends I love them all the time. I text my friends back because I care about them. If your significant other can't text you back because they're busy or if they're just like not a good texter, okay, neither am I. But guess what? I'm going to tell my friends that I love them and I care about them and I want them to get home safe. That's the bare minimum. You know, if you are seeing somebody 
and you're going on dates with them and you notice things starting to get a little bit more serious if they're sharing their feelings with you you're sharing your feelings with them you know it's okay to ask like hey I kind of want to know how you feel about this situation what are your intentions also are you a physical touch person or are you a words of affirmation person like how do you like to be comforted what do you need when you feel sad? How do you deal with things when you're angry? Like, are there certain things that I need to do for you when you feel this way? Like, all of these things are just very easy to talk about and communicate with. Yeah, I feel like so many people do not do that because it feels uncomfortable to straight up ask somebody what they want in certain situations and and how they feel about certain situations. When in actuality, it's like the best hallmark of like a super healthy relationship, communication. That's just how it is. And I am a very big, like I like to talk things out. I know some people hate that, but I am like... I want my significant other to know how I feel and I want to know how they feel. And that's very, very important to me. Some people don't like that. Some people can't do that. And that's a that's a non-negotiable for me. Like we have to be able to talk about things. You know, if you need a moment to cool down, whatever, fine. If you need a moment to yourself, whatever, that's fine. But we are going to talk things out like adults because we are adults. Like I said before, I've been cheated on. I know what it's like to be cheated on. It sucks ass, okay? worst feeling in the world trust issues suck and I feel like I still probably carry a lot of them with me one thing that I think that has made me feel a little bit better and one thing that I've learned you can go through their phone you can ask them what they're doing 25 times while they're out with their friends you can blow up their phone whatever you can pester them they're going to cheat on you if they want to regardless they will find a way There is no way to prevent something like that from happening if the person is just like that. And that's just like, it's it's a shitty feeling and it's, it sucks. But if they're going to cheat on you, they will. And that's their personality and they either need to grow or learn from what their mistakes and not be in a relationship and understand the consequences of that or maybe figure out what they actually want in a relationship you don't have to stay for that (laughs) by the way you're allowed to say okay bye okay you cheated on me bye you don't have to work through that if you want to okay I will say usually it happens again personal experience whatever But cheating is something that is kind of, I'm not going to say it's inevitable, but like if a person is a cheater, they're going to cheat regardless if you're going through their phone, whatever. And I'm somebody who thinks that going through phones, doing all that nonsense, it's ridiculous. That's an invasion of privacy. I would never want my significant other to go through my phone and I would never want to go through theirs. My philosophy on relationships is if we cannot trust each other, if we cannot accept that other people, my significant other is going to find other people attractive. I'm going to find other people attractive. But guess what? We're in a monogamous relationship and I'm respectful. I'm not going to be like, hey, that guy's so fucking sexy. No, I can recognize an attractive person and keep it to myself. As will they if they respect you. It's okay to maybe think that that's kind of uncomfortable. Trust me jealousy I still struggle with jealousy I'm not a perfect person but I think kind of unpacking these feelings and understanding where the feelings are coming from are better than just being like oh my god don't do that don't like that girl's picture on Instagram because that it's it's not productive it's it's not going to do anything and regardless if they like a girl's picture on Instagram or not if they want to cheat on you they will and that's just how it is And I hate to be the person to put it bluntly like that. And I know some people will probably disagree with me. Like, it's going to suck. Yeah, I'm going to cry and I'm going to sob and I'm going to feel like a bag of fucking poop. But I'm not going to stop somebody from doing something that will show me their character. I feel like we've covered a lot today. A lot. If there's anything that I didn't, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure that there will be other opportunities for me to talk about love and my philosophies of relationships, whatever. 
I think I might have a date next week. We'll see if I get ghosted again. <laughs> I kind of psyched about it. I don't know. I like, I'm such like, I love, I love going on dates. I have, I get date anxiety really, really bad, but I've kind of learned that like, it's kind of be awkward. That's just how it is, you know? And if they don't like you, okay, whatever. If you, I don't know, do something silly, it's okay. It's okay. First dates are supposed to be kind of weird. If you think about it, it's like you're meeting up with a random person. Maybe we'll sleep together. Maybe we'll date for five years. Maybe he'll cheat on me and give me emotional trauma. I don't know. Maybe we'll be best friends. It's good to go into first dates kind of pretty neutral. Don't expect to date the person off the bat, even though if you're like me, you like to think about what your guys' babies would look like and what you would name them and where you would live. Try to not go there, okay? Try to try to be like, okay, if this works out, it doesn't. I get ahead of myself sometimes, but I'm learning to not do that because it usually ends up with me getting let down. So we're avoiding feeling let down with going into things neutrally. I had a few questions that you guys asked me that were more specific and I wanted to address them because I, I couldn't really just like integrate them into the podcast. Starting off with number one here. I'm 18 and I've never been in a relationship and I feel like it'll be weird once I'm in one. Hey, uh, I went through my whole entire high school experience really not dating anyone until the very end. And that wasn't even really a real relationship. And also, my best friend didn't date anyone until she was 20. It is kind of weird, but I'll tell you this right now. Uh, 18 years old is really young. <laughs> it is really, 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 really young. And it's okay if you've never been in a relationship. It's okay. Don't feel like you need to hyper-focus on it either. At 18... Just allow yourself to soak in life and the possibilities that are ahead of you, the opportunities that are ahead of you. Your whole life to date people and figure out what you like and who you want to be. It'll probably feel weird to go on your first first date, but it, sometimes things in life are uncomfortable and weird. And that's, we can't avoid that. It's good to not avoid weird, uncomfortable situations because it, it helps expose us to sometimes really cool opportunities. You're not alone. There are plenty of people who are 18 and have never been in a relationship. It's totally okay. I don't want to go on dating apps. Is love out of reach? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are plenty ways, plenty of ways to meet people that aren't necessarily specifically through dating apps. I use dating apps because it's convenient for me. But if you are a social person, there are many different ways. You can, you know, I don't necessarily like to tell people to go out to the bar and meet somebody because that's sometimes a recipe for a disaster. You can join classes if you're at school, that's a great way to meet new people. Ideally, I would say that meeting somebody out of a dating app is the best scenario because you have the opportunity to befriend somebody first. Befriending somebody and having that turn into romance or love is like the you won, dude. Friend to lover arc, you won. <laughs> you did it right and that's what I want I I definitely don't think that love is out of reach for you I think that you even have even more possibilities to do it the old-fashioned way if you allow yourself to it's just overcoming a lot of anxiety that personally maybe I'm not ready for yet but I think that you have the world is your oyster my friend is it bad that my boyfriend and I said I love you after two weeks of dating? Okay, this is a lot to unpack. So, you know, I'm never one to be like, you should wait 
X amount of time to say I love you. Because it kind of just comes out. My first really, or not my first relationship, my most recent relationship, I think we said I love you after like a month. He said it first, actually. And it's, you know, a lot of people put a lot of like, you should never say I love you, like, before this amount of time, like, whatever, like, and it's like, okay, you may say it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in love. I feel like being in love is a lot more than just saying I love you. I think that love bombing is something to probably be, you know, a little bit cautious of. I would personally never date a man who is like, I love you on the third date or something. (laughs) Or like, you know, we've been seeing each other for a few weeks and then he says I love you when we're like sleeping together or something. I would be like, okay, see you later. But that's me. Okay. I kind of want to wait to say I love you to somebody until I I feel like I really, 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 truly care about them. And if you do really, truly care about your boyfriend and he truly cares about you, that's awesome. Two weeks is a very short amount of time, though. (laughs) If you've known each other for longer, maybe that's a different story. But, you know, just be just be a little bit protective of yourself. That's all I can say. Do you find yourself pursuing the same types of people and relationships, even if you know that they're bad for you? Wow. This one kind of called me out. (laughs) This one kind of came from my neck a little bit. Um, yeah, I do. (laughs) And, uh, it's something that I'm working on. I tend to go for very emotionally unavailable men. That is like my go-to, like I can spot him out in a room and be like, that's the one that I want. That's the one that I want to take home with me. He's super hot and sexy and has tattoos and is a musician. Oh, and you're afraid of your emotions? Get over here, babe. Get in my bed. Jokes aside, I am learning that I deserve somebody who loves me unapologetically and would never be afraid to tell me that and I think I'm still young I'm still learning a lot and I'm sure I'll look back at myself now and be like why did you do that why did you date that person why did you sleep with that person but you know like I said dating and and love are it's all about learning it's all about figuring out what you want and who you are and experiences and heartbreaks and failures and wins and trials it's messy i dating is not easy dating is not a walk in the park it's actually very hard and can be very painful and it's that's just something that you have to recognize normal type <laughs> give everybody a chance and try not to get the ick from guys who are super nice to me it's like super cliche of me to say like oh the broken girl with daddy issues doesn't like the nice guy and likes musicians wow i've never heard that story before like yeah i know okay i'm sorry can you tell i listened to lana del rey at a very early age <laughs> just kidding um I actually don't even like older guys. Random. Yeah, I I don't. They kind of weird me out. I didn't have a dad really at all growing up. And my daddy issues like formed in a way to where like older men really freak me the fuck out. (laughs) Not that I love younger guys. I just typically go after men who are either my age, maybe one year or two years older or one or two years younger. I'm scared that if I voice my insecurities, my boyfriend will judge me and end up seeing me as my insecurities. I love you. Can I just say that? That I love you and I understand and what you feel is very, very valid. One, you should be able to talk about your, talk to your partner about how you feel. That should be very basic. You know, you should be able to voice how you feel 
to your partner. I think that it's important to be cautious of what you say out loud about yourself, just in general, like not even just in front of your boyfriend, because constantly self-deprecating or calling yourself ugly or calling yourself fat or like using derogatory terms, not that fat's derogatory, but you understand what I mean, to describe yourself, that just isn't good in general. It's never good. They should be able to understand. And something that I have said to, you know, my significant other before is like, look, like I feel really insecure. Like I feel bad about myself. I feel ugly. You don't have to always feel the need to tell me the opposite. Sometimes I just want a hug. Sometimes I just want a listening ear. Like just say like, I understand and hug and hug me. That's that's all that I need. A compliment's cool too, but like you don't have to do that every single time. You should be allowed to voice your insecurities. And if your boyfriend judges you for that or sees you in a different light because of that, then that's not the person for you because the right person will listen to you and make you feel heard and understood and safe and valid. And you shouldn't feel scared to be able to voice very normal human things like feeling insecure and not feeling good enough we all feel that way sometimes and that's okay and you should be able to share that with your partner it's like 1 one oh it is two in the morning i am tuckered out i'm tired i'm sleepy and i want to go to bed so i'm gonna end this episode here Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. I looked at my stats today and boy, oh boy, you guys really been listening to me. You listen to me talk. Wow, that's crazy. I love you guys. Sending you lots of kisses. And the next episode should be out next Tuesday. All right. It's going to be about sex. So if you're my grandma, my Mimi, hi Mimi, please don't listen. Please don't please don't listen to that episode i kind of don't want you to listen to this one either but like if you're like any of my family members if you're like maybe under the age of 18 don't listen but i can't tell you what to do because i'm not your mommy but if you want me to be your mom maybe i'll adopt you i don't know um but good night guys i love you good morning i don't know when you're listening to this (laughs) i will see you later okay be nice to yourself Give yourself a kiss on the forehead if you can, or the arm, and have a good day. Love you.